Welcome to the July 2022 episode of Current Conversations, a production by Gloucester County's Community Engagement and Public Information Department. I'm Quentin Shepard, your host for today. Today we're going to be talking about 911 addresses. Where do those addresses come from? Why are they important? And what can you do to make sure that first responders can find your home in the event of an emergency? Today we're joined with Rita Taylor. She's our um, GIS manager, and she's been with Gloucester County for quite a while. Rita, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Rita, how long have you been with Gloucester? And uh, tell tell us a little bit about um, some of the different roles that you've had here in the county. I started with Gloucester County as a contracted employee in 1995. And then in 1999, um, they lost their GIS analyst. And so I applied for that position since I had been working closely with the analyst at the time. Um, And I've been working here since November of 1999, um, mostly in the same role. It's just evolved. It started as analyst slash supervisor. Then um, they changed the title to a GIS coordinator and then finally GIS manager. One of the big things that was going on uh, back in the early 90s uh, was the 911 addressing system. Um, So tell us a little bit about how that came to be and why it's so important. Um, uh, In the early 90s, I guess the state um, was trying to make a uniform way to deliver 911 services. And so they rolled out um, kind of an addressing model to follow NINA standards. The county picked up on ours in, I think, 1991, um, and they've, they, the final was in 1992. The purpose of, of the uniform addressing system was to make sure there was proper delivery of 911 services in a timely manner. So before the 911 addressing system was implemented, um, how did first responders find people when they were in need? When people called 911 before we had the enhanced 911 system, they had to be able to talk to give directions to their home or to say where they were. Um, And what they realized or what the state realized is that sometimes when people call, they're choking or they can't speak. And so that's why they brought this 911 system up. When you dialed 911 in dispatch, they would automatically see your address um, because it was tied now to your phone number when it was on landlines. Mm-hmm. It works a little differently now. Um, it's GPS ready. So um, you can get there with your cell phone. Um, but anybody who still has a landline will still have that enhanced 911 um, interaction. But if I have an emergency and can't talk and dial 911 on my cell phone, dispatch can still see the general address that I'm calling from, right? That's correct. It has okay. um, XY mm-hmm. uh, capability and it locates you via your longitude and latitude. So what all went into developing this system back in the 90s? Uh, I, you know, I remember back as a, when it first came out that I think you all had a grant that you were able to distribute numeric signs to each resident, um, little plastic signs that they were instructed to put in certain places around their home for 
first responders to easily recognize the numbers. What all went into developing those numbers and, and how did that whole system come together? So we had a contract um, with a vendor that I can't remember at the time, mm-hmm. um, but they established all of the addresses along each road. So they established a grid system. And uh-huh. then um, from that grid system, you would find the start number of each road. And from there, they used a linear calculation um, along the distance of the road to figure out what each house number would be. So um, it's it's called geocoding. And, mm-hmm. um, and that's how Google Maps locates um, addresses or does trace routing for people in their vehicles and such. And so at the time they provided us with money to provide name plates for everyone. Mm-hmm. And since that money, um, you know, they don't provide that money anymore. So it falls on the, the homeowner to get those numbers. And where do you suggest that people put their numbers if they don't already have them up on mailboxes on the front of the house what are or, or just wherever is most visible so um there are a few rules of thumb if your house is visible from the street um, and it's within 50 feet of the street you can post it on your house or you can post it um, parallel to the road in front of your house and if you're going to put it on your mailbox, you should put it on both sides so that people can see it coming and going. But generally, we tell people to place their house number parallel to the road because then you can see it coming both ways. In order also, in order for this system to work, um, it relies you know, a lot on already existing street signs. So if for some reason a street sign has been knocked down um, or... Um, has is not there it's important that that be reported so that those signs can be put back in place to help first responders find the way to your numerical address who who would they need to contact if that were the case our facilities maintenance department um, puts up road signs so you can call them you can call the GIS office and we'd be happy to put in a ticket um, to get your road sign replaced. I guess you could also email us at GIS at GloucesterVA.info. Uh, that goes to several of us and we'll get that ticket put in. And it's important, I think, for people to, to realize that if they don't have their numbers um, properly displayed, first responders will likely eventually get there, but it could add on minutes or more to the response, which in a lot of cases can be a critical amount of time uh, for somebody who's in trouble suffering with a medical emergency or a um, uh, crime that's being that's taking place at their residence. Um, so please remember to make sure you're aware of your number and that that number is very visible to um, people that that might be trying to come and and give you assistance. Rita, anything else about the the 911 numbers that you'd like to mention? Sure. Um, If you have any questions about how to post your numbers or anything like that, our county code um, that is online uh, addresses that. It's chapter 14.5, street addressing. 
and it tells you the size of the numbers, where they should be placed and things like that. Um, and if, if you have any other questions, you can always call our office and someone will be glad to help you. Okay. And just for everybody's reference, like, like normal, we'll put um, all of the information that, that is being referenced today uh, in the description of the podcast. So you'll um, be able to easily find what Rita was talking about regarding the, the code section and um, the contact for GIS. Rita, since we've got you here on the podcast, uh, a lot of people don't really get a full grasp of what your department does. Uh, so tell us, give us kind of an overview of what, what the GIS department does on a day-to-day basis. So some of our key duties are addressing and street naming uh, when there's three or more addressable structures on a private drive. Um, But we also do parcel updates. Um, We do all of the asset tracking for our public utilities department, the water and sewer. And then uh, we do presentation graphics and we have some online hubs that are available and specialty mapping um, for, for citizens if they choose, you know, if they need something specific. You know, we get regular reports every week about our website, the county's website and where people are going and uh, always one of the top locations that people are seeking is the uh, interactive map on the GIS page. Tell us a little bit about that, uh, what people can find there and why it's such a useful and, and unique tool. It is kind of like a one-stop shop, I guess, um, for mostly assessment data, but also also any location data for like post offices or boat landings and things like that. Um, but typically we get a lot of real estate traffic uh, when people are just trying to locate a property or see who the owner is to contact them. Um, and it also has valuation information that we pull over from the assessment department. So We are not the originators of that information, but we host it um, with our parcel data. And people can click various layers on that map to see all kinds of different things. Uh, It it will show you if you're in a flood zone or um, if you're in the beaver dam inundation zone or all different kinds of, of things. So we encourage you to, to check that site out uh, if you haven't done so already. And just it gives you a pretty good perspective of where your home or business is in the county and, and what types of um, area areas that you're in. Um, I think zoning layers are also on there. Is that right? That's correct. Okay. All right. Very, very useful tool for sure. Um, and Rita, your, your department is also instrumental in when we send out letters to um, people uh, who are in the floodplain um, as part of our uh, community rating system. You all help us ensure that we're getting the, the letters out to the correct people. Rita, anything else that you want to add today? No, I think that's all. Make sure you put up your house numbers and make sure if you see a street sign that's down that you report it to our department and help keep the Gloucester citizens safe. Couldn't say it any better myself. Thank you so much, Rita. We appreciate you coming on today. No, thank you.